And just want to take a second and thank Policy Genius. They're supporting today's episode of Success Story. I know we all have kids. We all have families we want to take care of. And I personally check something off major on my to-do list, life insurance. It's a tough topic. It's really hard to think about, but it's so important. And the hard part was sorting through all the options. Luckily, I found Policy Genius. Policy Genius is an online insurance marketplace that makes getting life insurance surprisingly easy. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, knowing my family's protected brings me incredible peace of mind. Don't put off this important decision. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Welcome to Success Story, the most useful podcast in the world. I'm your host, Scott D. Clary. The Success Story podcast is part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. The HubSpot Podcast Network is the audio destination for business professionals who seek the best education and inspiration on how to start and grow a business. HubSpot Podcast Network hosts act as on-demand mentors through practical tips and inspirational stories. Listen, learn, and grow with the HubSpot Podcast Network at hubspot.com slash podcast network. Today, my guest is Aurelia. Aurelian Amake. Aurelian Amake is the founder of System.io, a tool that helps entrepreneurs to launch their online business. System.io has over 6,000 users and collectively has helped online business owners generate over $11 million in revenue. Aurelian started making money online when he first started running his own blog. He then began teaching online courses to his audience, which generated roughly $500,000. Not bad. As he launched more courses, he realized that he was making less and less money as time went on. The market was more saturated. So he pivoted and actually using some of the lessons that he was teaching, got into software, went through a lot of trials, tribulations. He bootstrapped, he struggled, but eventually got System.io to over $200,000 a month in revenue entirely funded by himself. So he has gone through every iteration of making money online and eventually ended up being a SaaS founder. So this is what we spoke about, how he built uh, system.io from zero to 8,000 customers, the growth strategy that he used without any funding, how he obtained $4 million now in ARR, and how he's going to scale that to 6 million ARR in the next year, how he built a 100% remote company of over 60 people in 11 different countries, how he managed that, how he hired, how he onboarded, and how he was able to basically hire and manage this team originally just on his own, and also how he has built an affiliate program that has driven traffic for his SaaS product that generates over $300,000 in sales for him every single month. He's going to break down how you can build something similar for your business. So this is Aurelien Amake, the founder of System.io. Hi, Scott. Thank you for having me on the show. So yeah, that's, uh, that's right. I mean, I studied just like anybody else, like uh, I was actually following uh, bloggers online um, and I, I met a couple of them and uh, they gave me some advice uh, and I had this blog that nobody was reading about like personal development, you know, and uh, I started working full time on it. I, I, I actually said no to a, a really good job offer in Paris at the time and I started working full time on my blog, traveling. And uh, I started making a bit of money 
I mean, it's the it's exactly the story that you said, you know. So I started making money with my blog. I started building a following. I know that you are big on social media, so uh, you you understand what I'm talking about. I build an email list, and then when I wanted to go to the next step, which is uh, creating and selling a course, I surveyed my list, found out that they wanted to do the same, which is you know just making money blogging. So I created mm. a course about that, and I hired a marketing consultant uh, that knew you know how to launch product because I really didn't know about that, and uh, we we we. He helped me create the course, launch it through webinars. We made 10,000 euros, which for me was like absolutely huge. Um, <laughs> and we worked together uh, remotely for a year. Uh, and then we did this launch that uh, made, so it made exactly 550,000 euros in sales in two weeks, which is crazy. Yeah. And, uh, and it's actually, we, we closed the launch, we were at the airport. And uh, we took the plans. We went to Phoenix, Arizona, to attend Jeff Walker, Jeff Walker's um, uh, conference, you know. And I signed up for mm -hmm. his mastermind, where I stayed for three years. I learned a lot of things, but I wasn't. I never embraced the launch model, you know. And uh, yeah. so I just left the group and I went on my own in 2015, trying to to find by myself what was working. And I mean, I was able to make like 20,000 euros per month uh, in revenue, just relying on my email list, you know, on my own courses, on my own content. But I, I kind of disappeared of the, you know, of the, the, the market. And uh, yeah, uh, I had this idea of creating software because I was following people building software and I thought it was a great business model. And I was listening to podcasts. I was like, oh, this is a very exciting business. You know, you have recurring revenue. Um, these companies are a lot more valuable than uh, your company when you just sell courses, you know. So I was like, this is great. In 2015, I took the decision to do it. Um, and I fell at the beginning in 2016 because I couldn't find the right developers. But then early 2017, I found the right team, the right developers. We started building the product. We launched in March 2018. And uh, today, so your your numbers are not totally accurate. So today... Uh, <laughs> that's, that's old. <laughs> so we have 8,000 paying customers. Uh, okay. We do close to 400,000 US dollars in revenue per month. And uh, yeah, it's great. So I guess that was my mistake. I, I, I guess I pulled this off an old site or an old, an old no, interviews when I was trying to don't put worry. this together. Yeah, don't, uh, don't worry. I mean, the numbers are changing fast, you know, uh, yeah. so it's totally fine. So something that I just, it, it's interesting to me because you know what, you've, you've always done this. Um, you've built out, you've built out uh, your name and, and you've built out a, almost a community around whatever you're working on now. And then you, commoditize the pain point that the person that you've been you know building this community around is feeling because you know you had a blog and then you realize a lot of people would need to figure out how to start a blog and then you sold a course on it and then now you're creating a tool like like what what's i say system and not like system system because there's a s-y-s-t-e-m-e dot i-o 
Um, I don't know if that's the correct pronunciation. I just, it defaults to like my French. I'm, I, I, no, so it's, it's like system.io. <laughs> it's but, totally fine. I mean, system.io uh, with the English spelling without the E at the end wasn't available. So I just went yeah. with the French spelling. So, and yeah, it's not perfect, but you know, like. Uh, it, no, no, it's, it's good. Really it's good. But it's yeah, still it's solving really the problem. Issue. Right. It's a it's a it's another SaaS. It's to help people build on build their business online. So what so walk me through your your mindset, because not everybody starts a product um, or, or tries to solve a problem with a community they've already built. Sometimes they try and, you know, they try and sell something or build a product before they even have a community. So why did you or what what uh, what allowed you to realize that building this product was a good fit for um, you know, the mar potentially some of the problems that you've had to solve as, a, as an entrepreneur? Yeah, no, it's a great question. So what happens is that since I've been in this game forever, you know, like uh, when we started, it was actually so my marketing consultant, he knew how to code a little bit. So he gave mm -hmm. me some pages and I was in integrated. It was integrated with a French payment processor that was absolutely horrible. I mean, I, I, I've seen it all, you know, when ClickFunnels launched in 2014, um, I tried it right away and at that time there were some things that you couldn't translate on the payment page so for me you know it was it wasn't a, a solution I tried I remember uh, using lead pages in 2013 and like on a Sunday I was working on a sales page and I was struggling and after like half an hour I found out that I couldn't add more than like three items in a bullet list I was like wow this is crazy like I just cannot use this tool you know so I wasn't I wasn't satisfied with the existing tools, and then ClickFunnels was uh, became very popular in the French market and in the English market, of course. And I was like, yeah, this is a, this is a good product, but you know, it's uh, it's kind of expensive. So I thought that there was like um, like my customers. I knew them because I was selling courses. You know, I was hosting like some live seminars sometimes, stuff like that. So I knew them really well, and I mean. Some of them, they were making minimum wage. I mean, when you're making 1,200 euros per month, you don't want to spend like, a, a, you know, $100 per month on, on just your like marketing tool, right? It's like 8% mm -hmm. of your income. So I was like, let's make a tool that's more affordable. And also at the same time, I was like, okay, like everybody says, oh, you should get the best landing page builder and the best autoresponder and the best membership site. Uh, uh, builder, you know, and I was like, what if you could have all the main features under one roof so you don't have to pay for X different tools and more important, you don't have to actually set these tools together so they work together, you know, because that's a lot of work. So that's, that was that yes. that was sort of the mindset behind behind building this out. Yeah, but I was like, oh, but I mean, maybe it's it's impossible you know it's too many things and uh we just started building it anyway and i had the right team and we were actually building the features in 2017 i started moving my own business on our own software so first my uh email list then all our landing pages opt-in forms then all our courses you know and i was like oh that works mm -hmm. you know that's what i use so we launched it and the thing is because we have so our customers, they tell us, oh, this is so much easier to use, you know, it's easier to use, it's faster. 
and it's a lot cheaper. And it's funny because it, it's, it's so affordable. When people first hear about it, they're like, okay, it's like more affordable. So it's less good, you know, because people yeah. think, oh, more expensive, better, you know. Um, and actually, when you ask our customers, they barely never say, oh, it's more affordable. They say, oh, it's easier to use. It's faster, you know. So, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm very happy with the outcome. You know, it's very exciting. Uh, we're growing fast. So now it's about like how, like how far and how fast yeah. uh, can we go? So, so this is another interesting point because you're a non-technical founder. So um, yeah. that was something that's, that's a big uh, inhibitor for a lot of people. So pivoting from blogging, obviously you don't need to be technical for that. Selling courses, yeah, you have to have a landing page, but like you said, you can, you can figure yeah. it out. So what we're, walk me through, you wanna start a SaaS product, you don't have a coding background. What do you do? How do you find a good dev? How do you find a good engineer that you can work with that you know is going to deliver? What was your process like for that? Oh, it's it's very easy. You fail, uh, you fail a few times. <laughs> so that's uh, I'm telling you because you know, like the idea I got wasn't like a re revolutionary, you know, because yeah. there were some existing tools like this already. And actually, just in the French market, I've seen like maybe I don't know, I'd say at least half a dozen people trying to do the same and failing because software is so hard. Like I've seen yeah. people really like struggling for years, you know, uh, and you can tell that, you know, they, they don't have the right people to, to build a good software, you know? So what happened is that, I mean, it's a, it's a silly story. Like first I was like, because I had a list of about like uh, 30,000 people, I was like, Hey, I'm looking, you know, for someone to help me develop this. And I had a customer, so a French guy living in Morocco. And he told me, look, I have a like software development company. We can do it for seven grand. I was like seven grand, you know, just take the money, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's cheap uh, compared to <laughs> well, like it's like yeah. mostly it's going to cost you a lot. It cost you forty, fifty thousand, a hundred thousand for a, a good application. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, you yeah. know, take take seven grand. You know, I don't care. I see what what it does, and it's it was yeah. so stupid because I actually put the finger, you know, in a machine and. Uh, I lost a, a norm, you know, because yeah. So, yeah. so he said, yeah, it's going to take like uh, two or three months. And after two or three months, they were basically nothing. And it was like, okay, so uh, it's actually a lot of features and now we need to keep working on it. So I need to pay my engineer. So I was like, okay, so I'm going to pay monthly, you know? Yeah. And these guys, they were so bad. Like they didn't even know they were bad, which is. <laughs> That's even know, worse. Yeah, I mean, it, it was so bad that actually with my wife, we flew to Morocco to meet them. And I remember we were in the meeting room and uh, they were so good at telling me, oh, everything is going to be fine. Don't worry. And I, I, at one point I was like, hey, guys, you know, I've made some research and uh, people keep talking about this Scrum method. So I, I'm sure you're, yeah. you're, you've heard that, you're right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these guys, they were like, Scrum? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> and he asked his developer, could you look into it? Could, could you Google it? You know, I was like, oh, this is not good. So <laughs> it, it, it took me some time to realize that they were bad. Uh, and the breaking point was like November 2016. I was actually in my shower and I was like, oh, I sent an email to these guys to tell them that security is super important. It's been two weeks, two weeks. They haven't replied what email should I write so they reply to the email that I send them? And, I, and then I was like, that's it. You know, if you ask yourself this question, that means that, you know, it's, 
it's stupid. Like you're not working with the right people. So I told the guy, hey, thank you, but you know, this is not working. Um, I'm gonna pay you till the end of the month and uh, we're done, you know? And um, then I was desperate. I was looking for developers. Actually, I spent two months because I was also working with a, a developer from Bangladesh that was doing like some uh, uh, Stripe integration. And he was like, oh, I'm gonna take over the whole project, you know, and it's gonna work. You know, I'm gonna hire some cheap developers on Upwork, it's gonna work. And so he worked on it for two months. And uh, then uh, we, we plugged this solution and everything stopped working. And uh, yeah, so it wasn't working. So then I tried a few different more. And one day I found this guy and this guy, this guy who was reliable. He wasn't like the other ones. He was like, oh, this, this is gonna take two hours. And two hours later, it was done. Mm -hmm. And uh, and yeah, that's the, the beginning And that's something that every, like, you know, I just wanted to bring that out and I, I wasn't sure if you had a good or a bad experience, but I'm actually, I'm glad that you, not, <laughs> hindsight, you know, obviously now you can laugh about it, but during, during the time it probably wasn't that funny, but I'm glad that you had a, a bad experience that you could talk about because that's what a lot of people end up going through when they're when they're trying to build out a software product and they're not a developer oh, yeah. themselves it's just oh, it's yeah. a minefield out there and this is pretty oh, common yeah. I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, HubSpot. HubSpot is the CRM platform that is easy to implement and is even easier to get your team to adopt. And ask anybody that's implemented new technology in a company, the biggest issue is not finding it or buying it. It's getting your team and your company to actually use it and adopt it. And when it's a piece like a CRM, one of the most critical pieces of your business infrastructure and your tech stack, if people don't adopt it and use it, that means you're getting incomplete data, you're getting missing data, you're getting garbage data, it could impact quite literally everybody in your company as well as it could negatively impact your customers and your revenue. So how does HubSpot solve for this with their CRM platform? There's two components that they focus on that allow for organizational wide adoption. This is the contact timeline as well as the mobile app. So the contact timeline gives a historical context for all of the data that is associated with a certain contact in the CRM. That means that anybody across the organization can see all the actions and all the interactions that have taken place against that particular contact. You can also use that timeline to make calls to these contacts, enroll them in sequences, put them into marketing or sales campaigns, schedule a meeting, open tickets. The historical timeline makes it easy to take action as well as to track the action that's been taken against all of your contacts. And it's not a pain to enter the information, which means that it doesn't take somebody a long time to put in great data, which can again positively impact your whole company. The second piece is the access from anywhere, meaning if I have a phone and I'm on the road, the world's opening up a little bit more now, people are traveling again, I can use the HubSpot app to access my CRM anywhere, on the go, on the fly, doesn't matter. So I have complete access to the CRM, I have access to my spreadsheets, my calendars, my notebooks, all of my contacts. I can send messages across my team with the HubSpot keyboard. I can access my contacts, call them through the HubSpot app. I can take quick notes, I can take contact information. I can all log it into my HubSpot app so that I can pull it up later on my desktop when I'm back at home. It's simple, it's in 
intuitive. It's meant to make it easy, frictionless, so that your team sees the value in properly using the CRM to the fullest of its capabilities and gives them the tools and the tech to allow them to do it without spending too much time and causing them more headache. The best thing about HubSpot is that it can be set up for any size of business and it will scale with you. If you're just starting out, you can take advantage of certain features and then as you scale your business, you'll notice that HubSpot will support almost anything you need as you grow. So if you do want to learn how to scale your business without scaling complexity, go to HubSpot.com. Yeah, exactly. Like I, like just last week, like I saw someone commenting on Facebook, uh, beware of uh, non-technical founders getting scammed by yeah. developers. And someone replied and say, that's not scamming. It's just, you know, the way... Uh, the world operates. I was like, this is so true. You know, it's not that they want to scam you. It's just that they're bad developers and that's how it is. And, but you know, like, so we're a hundred percent remote company. Um, And I understood something is that you have two types of people. You have the people who find uh, problems or excuses and the people who find solutions. And, you know, Mm -hmm. like uh, all I was trying, I was trying out different developers and one guy was like, so he was a developer from Portugal. Uh, and he was like, oh, but you know, like the developing, uh, the deployment process is complicated. I was like, yeah, I hear you. But you know what? There is this guy. He's working in the same environment and he says two hours and two hours later it's done. So at the end of the day, I just need people who can deliver solutions and find, you know, yeah. ways and that's it, you know. Um, so it's okay. So now you found a great developer. Um, this is great. This is like walking through the life cycle of a, of a bootstrap SaaS company. So you found a great developer. Um, you you started to finish your product. How do you take it to market? And what makes you choose to to not look for outside capital and just bootstrap it? <clears throat> yeah, so because I was uh, actually selling, I, I mean, I had my own online uh, business, you know, so I was making like, uh, you know, still courses 20, right now. Yeah, selling courses. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Actually, a bit of uh, coaching as well. Uh, so I was doing about uh, 20, yeah, 20 to 30,000 euros per month in revenue. So I was able just to fund the whole thing. I mean, I think in 2016, we did uh, like, I don't know, like very little profits, like 10 or 15,000 euros, you know. And uh, I remember I was, I was having lunch with my wife once. I was like, you know, that's, uh, it sucks, but, you know, we have to, 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 to you know, to keep trying and in 2017 because we built the team to three developers i actually made a loss of about like 10 grand you know so it wasn't like i mean that's that's what it you're is you're paying them but, full-time um, they're full-time developers now but oh, yeah, so you're yeah, making good money but they're, you're, they're costing a lot yeah i was able to pay myself a salary you know i wasn't like uh getting in debt or whatever but you know that's that's what it is so we launched in March of, of 2018. So I launched uh, on my list and uh, I just promoted the software for two weeks. I mean, I mean I'm an email marketing guy. I've been living yeah. off email marketing since 2010. So, you know, I just promoted, uh, I made an offer to my list. And uh, once the launch w- was done, uh, we had, uh, was it like 400 or 600? I think. It, maybe just 400 customers. Yeah, that's what it is, 400 customers. Off your first launch, 400. Yeah, exactly, yeah. 400 customers at uh, mostly 27 euros per month. So that's like, is it like 10 grand? Yeah, um, pretty four, much. Yeah, 
yeah yeah it's 10 grand but uh, I mean I was still losing money because you have to remove VAT uh, then uh, you know uh, salaries then affiliate commissions because I had my own affiliate uh, affiliate program that I had started yeah. in 2017 using our own tool so I mean yeah it was and then I, I, I kept I don't know because the offer was so good we, we started um, getting some users and uh I mean, uh, yeah, it, it was increasing all the time. So, a couple, a couple of really good points. So, you did, you built an incredible product. Um, you at by, but simultaneously, you're also being very competitive on price. Take the market strategy yeah. was hitting your email list, um, and then, but also the affiliate program. So, these are all. I'm just so these are all making sense. Walk me through the affiliate program um, and how that was set up. Uh, to encourage people to, I guess, refer business. Yeah, sure. So uh, I love the affiliate program business model. I think it is just great. I remember back when I was selling courses, I could hear stories about people having, so people having just products like in fitness or in another industry. So just having products and an affiliate program and not, not focusing on traffic generation because it was completely relying on the affiliates. I was like, this is a great business model. You know, I wish I could do that someday. So uh, with our tool, we, we launched our own affiliate program in 2017. So I, um, I told people, I, I told to my list, look, I'm going to pay you 40% on all the sales you generate on our courses and on the software. And um, this also started attracting affiliates, you know, little by little. I mean, it's really a combination of the product is good. The offer is good. I mean, you know, like the price and yeah. and the affiliate commission is good. And today we're paying our affiliates uh, close to 100,000 euros per month in affiliate commissions. Mm -hmm. and, and so you set it up so that you get affiliate commissions for lifetime or is it for a year and it's a percentage of all the recurring monthly payments as well no no it's 40 percent as long as the customer pays. you know that's the thing like yeah. it's, it's funny when you discuss about affiliate programs with many business owners very often it's the same story that i'm gonna try to you know like uh, i'm gonna yeah. try to you know i i'm gonna pay you but that's for one year or yeah. you know i'm gonna try to game the system, you know, and I'm like, this is stupid. Like I want to, uh, being an entrepreneur, we all know it's about, uh, building value, right? So I want to build value for my customers, for my affiliates and for my team members. Right. So, I mean, it, it would be a very short, short term, uh, sighted to try to, you know, like, uh, flow my, my affiliates. Like I want them to make as much money as possible. Mm -hmm. So they keep promoting us, they keep working hard. And I'm telling you, that's what, that's what's happening because I can see some people who, you know, are trying to make money online, but you know, they don't really uh, succeed. And then they promote our affiliate program and they start making money and it's great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and now you have grown the business to uh, your updated numbers, 4 million annual recurring revenue. Uh, this year, I saw a data point here that you that you sent over five to six million in ARR, still bootstrapped, no plans to raise money. You're just keeping it going as is for now, correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's 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 a very simple playbook. I mean, I'm already make. I mean, we're profitable. 
I'm yeah. already making, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm making the money I'd like to make, which is a lot more money than I need, you know, so I can, yeah. we bought our dream house with my wife. Uh, so we're going to pay off our uh, mortgage in, I don't know, two or three years. We're investing, you know, I mean, we're doing great. And yeah. so I'm reinvesting everything that comes on top of that. Very nice. And and the one other point that I thought was interesting, that you are 100% remote. And I know that a lot of companies have done this, but you you went 100% remote from the start. So how do you, yeah. how do you manage? Uh, how many staff do you have now? How do you manage them? How do you be remote effectively? I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Quantum Metric. So what Quantum Metric is going to do is it's going to allow you to develop a single source of customer-centric truth that can help you understand how to position your products, how to sell to your customers. Because anyone is a digital leader who wants to understand your customers better. It should be 100% of you. You should want to understand the customer experience when they hit your website. And then you also want to understand not just your customers, but who else else in the world is having similar experiences and how can you use that information to make informed decisions about how your business moves forward. We are gearing up for an unprecedented 2021 e-commerce season. E-commerce sales are expected to exceed 2020 benchmarks, even though COVID is lightening up. Consumer behavior has changed forever. And with Quantum Metric, you can prepare yourself to capture every single customer revenue opportunity. So their unique approach to the digital experience that the customer has while engaging with your brand helps top retailers, e-commerce outlets quickly identify and prioritize large and small revenue opportunities. And they keep customers coming back. So everything from page hits, mouse movements, scrolling, typing, out-of-the-box interactions that you couldn't even think of, various events, API calls, literally everything, they quantify that data and they present it to you so that you can use that data to make informed decisions about how customers interact with your brand online. So if you want to reduce customer friction, if you want to increase conversions, drive more revenue, optimize user experience, personalize the shopping experience for all of your customers, go visit quantummetric.com slash pod offer. That's quantummetric.com slash pod offer and go see if you qualify for the 12 days of insights offer using the code success. The 12 days of insight offer gives you 12 days of access to the quantum metric platform with a bespoke insight report that will help you identify where customers are struggling and engaging with your online experience and your digital product. Some restrictions apply, but for the majority of people, go to quantummetric.com slash pod offer, enter the code success, and you will be able to receive their 12 days of insights offer. Get ready to understand your customers with intimate detail that can optimize experience and revenue and give your customers an overall much more pleasant experience when they hit your site. All right, let's get back to the show. Yeah, so I think it's one of the of one of our strengths in a, in a, in my company it's the ability to like hire people and trade them and make them grow. So today we have uh, 65 people on the team in about uh, 10 different countries. So French speaking ones, English speaking ones, Spanish speaking ones, because we're expanding to different markets. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, it's funny, you know, because I, I think that, uh, I, mean, I mean, it's the future. You know, you have a book by the founders of, of Basecamp, you know, 37 mm -hmm. yeah, signals. Yeah. 
They wrote a book actually about it that's called uh, Remote. And it's great because they explain to you what are the benefits, why it's better. And uh, yeah, we've been doing it since day one and it, it works fine. But you have to, I mean, everyone uses Time Doctor, uh, a software to track their time. And it takes uh, some screenshots. So I don't spend my time, you know, like uh, stalking at their screen, obviously. But like when you have someone who's slacking or, you know, you're not really sure, you can check, check out what he's doing. And sometimes, unfortunately, I mean, it happened, you know, people doing like uh, watching series or whatever, but yeah. it doesn't happen much. I mean, you spot these people very easily, right? Um, so, I mean, I think this is the future. I mean, you don't have any expense for the office space for, you know, computers, whatever. I mean, this is so much better. I mean, the best, the best benefit that people don't think about is that I don't have to go to an office, you know, and show up and show that I'm there and leave late so that the employees, I mean, I can do whatever I want. I just take my, my phone. I have the Slack app and it's crazy. Yeah. Like I can go to the gym, I can go to the sh shopping center, whatever. And yeah, reply uh, to my team members if I need to. Yeah. So, so you set it up and, and are, are you, you're not personally managing the 60 people. Have you like introduced layers of, of, uh, virtual management uh, or yeah, like remote course. like managers? Yeah. Yeah, of course we had, we, we had to, I mean, uh, so the way it works, uh, so me, I'm in the company, I'm like the CEO, the marketing, uh, director or manager. I don't know yeah. how you, how I should call it. And I'm also the product manager. I'm the one supervising the product, you know, making sure it's great and mm -hmm. taking decisions and discussing with the customers and developers and team members and stuff. So, um, I mean, the customer support, we have a manager. Um, we have like 15 people in total uh, in our customer support. We answer our customers seven days a week, uh, usually under two hours. So people, our customers love our custom, our customer support, you know, because it's very, very effective. So I, I have someone managing that. Uh, then, the, then the developers, it's mostly our lead developer, which is a, our first developer. Um, I mean, I have a, a lot of different small teams, you know, and I manage them. I mean, yeah. I have one assistant that manages, that supervises different teams. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, we have a, a lot of different teams. I mean, obviously. You, you know. So you set this up. This entire this entire corporate structure has been set up remote, and that's how it's managed now. Very impressive. I think that you're right. It, it is 100% the future of of how organizations can work, and it saves you a and ton of money. And this is very effective. Well. Like uh, I remember, yeah. I was working in the office, you know, like uh, 15 years ago, and uh, I was like, uh, <laughs> sometimes I was like on dating websites, you know. I mean, uh, you know, like. Uh, <laughs> It's not because you're at the office that you're effectively working, you know, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true, it's true. Um, and, and you know, question for, for you and also some advice for people that are looking to start their own thing. So like you said, you started a blog, you went to courses, you went to, you went to software, you turned down a job. If you were going to do it again, would you do it the same way? Would you go all in or would you do it maybe less risky? What's your, what's your take on that for somebody wanting to start? No, I, I mean, no, I, I would do the same, obviously, you know, like uh, there is this question in podcasts, like if you could talk to your 20 uh, year old. That's self, my that's uh, my other question I ask at the end. <laughs> 
yeah, and yeah. I'm like, uh, you know, like, uh, what, what could I say? Maybe I, I would tell, I would tell me, look, buddy, don't, uh, you know, don't stress out. It's gonna be alright. Uh, enjoy the ride because um, I was, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, there, there were some tough years. I'm not gonna lie, you know, it's easy afterwards to say oh, everything is great, you know. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Like I, I was actually feeling like a failure after I left uh, Jeff Walker's mastermind group because I had my uh, buddies making you know a million euro launches and i was just on my own making yeah making a making actually a good income and i was feeling even worse because i was like dude you're living in portugal the the minimum salary is 600 euros per month and you're making yeah. twenty thousand euros and you feel like s you know and yeah. and i read the book you know uh the subtle art of not giving a f yeah yeah <laughs> And the main idea of this book is it's okay not to feel okay. And I was like, oh, that helps, you know, so yeah. It, it is true. And it's also, you know, for people that are high performing individuals, um, people that always are, are entrepreneurial mindset and they want to do things and they want to build things, um, you measure yourself at a different level, which for a lot of people doesn't, it may not make sense. Like it may sound pretentious, but it's, you do measure yourself at a different level and you compete and you're pushing yourself and you're like, if I make 20K this month, the average person is like, holy shit, you made 20K in one month. But you're like, well, I made 25K last month, so I failed this month. And yeah, it's, you know, absolutely. I think that even even adopting that mindset at, uh, at, a, at a smaller level, like if you if you constantly strive to push yourself to have wins month over month, over month that's a positive thing. Because it, the, the end result of having that mindset will be you in a better spot, always. Even if it's not, you know, if you're in a job, and you want to make $100 on the internet, if you want to make $100 yourself, and you do that, make 150 next month, make 200 next month. And then that that's what gets you to the because that's probably how your blog started. I can't imagine, I'm assuming it was just AdSense. There was I don't know how you made money in your blog if you have you had affiliate commissions or whatnot. But it wasn't making a lot of money when it first started. Exactly. But that's where people usually absolutely. start. Yeah, absolutely. And I was so happy the first month I made 82 euros. And I was yeah. so happy because I was like, oh, if I went from zero to 82 euros, maybe next month, you know, I'm going to make over 100 euros. And after six months, I made a thousand euros. So, you know, but what happens is that, you know, that once you, you reach like, um, you know, they say 5,000 euros in revenue per month, like your level of happiness doesn't increase that yeah. much. So now, you know, I'm getting to a different, uh, like, uh, different field you know i'm like okay now i've kind of reached my goals in terms of uh you know uh revenue yeah and business what do i want to do so you know i try uh, because it's not all about like so first i love what i do you know people tell me oh do you have an exit plan i'm like what what do you mean like yeah yeah are you do you want to sell an ipo gonna like, sell what? yeah <laughs> I'm yeah. like, why would I sell my company? Like, uh, what, I'm, what am I going to do with the money? Am I going to invest, uh, you know, in the stocks and make 7% seven per year, like in the long run with high volatility when I can make, you know, I don't know, 20 to 60% uh, year over year return with my own business. You know, it just doesn't make yeah. sense. And I just, I, I love what I do. Like, I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh, I want to get a coffee and get started. I just love it. And my exit plan is that as long as I, add value as as long as I, I feel that I'm making a difference and I'm having fun, you know, then I'm going to keep going, you know, I mean, why would I do anything different? I love that. And and I think you I think you I think the, the biggest lesson here is um, 
you don't have to you don't have to end up where you're at or you don't have to you don't have to start your your entrepreneurial life your entrepreneurial venture your side hustle it doesn't have to go right into building a multi-million dollar software company yeah of course i love the steps the steps that you took are, are so smart that's i think that's the way to do it thank because you everybody jump everybody jumps into the big thing right everybody feels like they have to create the next facebook but it doesn't really have to be that complicated to start your own business like people overcomplicate the shit out of it like it doesn't have to be that uh you know time consuming or, or even well maybe time consuming but not that uh complicated no i would rather go with something a lot more simple you know like for example so uh i mean i launched a, a passive uh, i mean a side business that was like a, a blog about how to learn english you know where i was sharing yeah. how i learned english by myself you know uh because at school i was like terrible and um yeah. so that was like two, 2012 and i had a friend who was like super smart guy uh lebanese lebanese guy living in paris uh with a good job like uh, speaking different languages and he, he wanted to launch a startup in uh like how to learn languages i was like hey you know uh, i know i'm ranking with my blog on how how to learn english easily in the french market i know i can build a blog around it and make money uh, do you want to join me? And it was like, no, no, I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing my thing. And I was like, that was super ambitious project with, you know, all around the world in every possible language with funding and stuff. So he quit his job, uh, made like three different business plans, uh, made a, a mock-up of a website, uh, made ab absolutely zero sale and went back to the corporate uh, world. Uh, mm -hmm. While I launched a blog that you know I took to it wasn't much it was doing like over three thousand euros per month, but you know like passive revenue and I mean you know that's what you said like you shouldn't try maybe to launch the you know the the next Facebook just do something more simple you know and uh, yeah. that's less risky because I knew that it would work because I was already getting traffic and I knew that. There was a market, obviously, with people buying courses and, you know, books about learning English. So I was like, I know it's going to work. And it worked. And you know the funny story? I was, I had a team of three uh, virtual assistants. One was working on this project and he left. And later he uh, built a, a blog about the same ID. And today he's making like 50,000 euros in revenue per month. <laughs> So, doesn't they, it I, doesn't have to be yeah it's just interesting how people view entrepreneurship exactly. versus what yeah, it can actually it's, be it, it's 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 organic traffic it's mostly profits you know and this guy he study yeah. it was my virtual assistant and uh yeah and i sold my blog for twelve thousand euros uh, last year because i was like oh i'm doing i'm not doing anything with this you know i want to focus yeah. on my main business so i just sold it very smart all right um, I want to do a few uh, rapid fire career yeah. questions from you. Um, was there Hit anything me. else that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was very good. This is like a, this is the perfect, the perfect interview, perfect discussion on on if you want to start something. This is, in my opinion, an easy way to do it. And and I have a lot of entrepreneurs on here that build very technical, complicated things. This is something that people can learn from, and I hopefully take inspiration from to just do something simple and do something to start and to honestly future-proof themselves from their job so that if they do get laid off or let go or furloughed, they have something that's making a thousand bucks, two thousand bucks passive. And I think that's amazing. And not enough people just, fo not enough people show 
the progression of what entrepreneurship can be and how it can come in different flavors and different forms. And I think you've you've done all that. And now you actually are a SaaS, a software CEO. So yeah, um, that's that that can be the end result as well. Um, okay. So a couple career questions. Um, you already answered one of them. <laughs> the, the what would you tell your twenty year old self? Was there any other advice that you would tell? Maybe just a younger a younger entrepreneur. Um, if it's not yourself, somebody else. Uh, just to you know, like uh, favor execution, like uh, just just do it. You know, do whatever, fail fast, learn fast, yeah. and uh, you know that's that's how it works. What was the biggest challenge you've ever faced in building a business, and how did you overcome it? Oh well, that was definitely uh, yeah, building the the building the the product. You know, getting the product yeah. built, uh, finding the right developers, and this is so hard. And I, I'm like, oh, if I had not found these guys, you know, where would I be today? And it's crazy. Like we work together. Like we just love working together like these guys they're having fun you know they love their job i, I went uh, we met already a few times you know and it's great yeah good so that, that finding the right people is that's that's the sort of the moral of that story um uh, especially if you're not a technical person um, yeah absolutely and it, it is very hard honestly yeah um one person that had a major impact on your life what did they teach you and also who is who is that person um that's um yeah I'm, anybody. I'm a big it fan. could be a family member it could be a, it could be a mentor anybody no i mean i learned a lot with the marketing consultant that i hired sebastian so uh he's uh, like sebastian so that that's sebastian the french marketer that's like his nickname uh, in the english market <laughs> he's still in the jeff walker's mastermind uh, group He's a great guy. I really love this guy. I, I learned a lot with him. Um, so he, he taught me copywriting, how to, you know, launch products. And we have a different view. But, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I learned a lot uh, working with him the first year um, when we were working on, you know, this this launch that, that were great because uh, mostly because of his copywriting and his work, you know. Very good. And how, how important copywriting uh, is at the whole other conversation. Um, uh, what uh, what is one source or book or podcast that you recommend people go and check out? Uh, oh, I mean, it really depends on you know where you're at. I mean, you there is a, of course like your podcast, you know, with a lot of interviews of successful entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. uh, books, you have so many. I mean, I I, I don't read. A ton of books like five or six per year you know i don't think it's that much but uh do you have any 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 ones in particular that that you that you've liked that people would go go yeah read? i mean i mean i'm i'm a big fan of jeff bezos you know like uh, yeah. i think this guy is is such like the uber entrepreneur you know what he did what he proved so i read uh, the everything store uh, it was great i think the everything store it's really a great book if when you want to learn about Amazon, about the success story, I just finished reading Working Backwards by two former Amazon executives. Mm -hmm. And I was huge. I'm having like my top team members reading it because it's going to help us a lot structure and the company, you know. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, these are great. Okay, books. those are two good ones. Um, and then 
one one question I like to ask everybody: What does success mean to you? Yeah, it's a great question because you know, as I said, like uh, now I'm getting like some uh, rich ri- rich people's problems, you know. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey, you can make a ton of money and still feel like S so, some days, you know, yeah. and and it's fine. So I think that success, you know, it's, uh, of course, it's reaching your goals. You know, I love, I love what I do. I want to keep doing it. But uh, then it's about like, uh, you know, making sure that you're not having some blind spots and uh, not taking care of important things in your life, like your, your family, your friends. So, you know, I'm trying to. You know, spend time on this, make sure mm-hmm. everyone is happy and, you know, I'm doing a good job at uh, not only my, my business. Good. So, yeah. Very good. And then um, where do people connect with you? Go check out you on social, um, your website, your uh, newsletter, all of that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually, so I'm on LinkedIn, Aurelian Emaker. You can go uh, sign up for system.io. Uh, so it's S Y S T E M E dot IO. We have a free plan. Actually, you can, it's pretty amazing. We launched it uh, two months ago. Uh, we have, so actually it's funny because we have, uh, we have over a hundred thousand free users, you know, it's, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, then there is the Facebook group where I'm very active. Uh, because I don't know, I just like it, you know, I'm getting some feedback, you know, I'm replying to the question. So it's like system.io, launch your online business, something like that. It's pretty easy to, to find. Very good. Very good. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. Hiring as a small business owner is a major pain. That's why LinkedIn is supporting today's episode. You need people with the right skills and experience, but finding them can take forever. It is incredibly frustrating to keep seeing candidates who just aren't a good fit, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs has been a game changer. Let me tell you a little story. We needed to hire a graphic designer, somebody with specific tech and software knowledge and the ability to truly understand our brand. And I started with all the usual job boards, and it's the same old story. Tons of irrelevant applications. No one's really matching my needs. 
I tried LinkedIn jobs and the quality of candidates was just on another level. People with impressive portfolios, relevant expertise. I finally felt like I was interviewing the right people. That's truly the power of LinkedIn's massive professional network. You're tapping into this huge pool of talent you simply wouldn't find on other sites. It's about finding those niche candidates you actually need. And with the right people in front of you, hiring becomes a breeze. Did you know that 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate on LinkedIn jobs within 24 hours. That is how well their system works. Honestly, do yourself a favor and try LinkedIn jobs next time you're hiring. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash excellence. That's linkedin.com slash excellence. Terms and conditions apply, but it's definitely worth trying out. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information. But Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. 
Today's episode is sponsored by Belay. And what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch US-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text success, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. 